Got me in a trance. DJ tell me up. Ladies, this your jam. I'm a super scatter. You don't want them fans. I'ma throw this money while you do it. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the St. Ambrose University Sports Show on KALA HD2 106.1 FM. This is Schistel Speak Sports, your one and only home for St. Ambrose University Sports on the air, and I am your host, Ryan Schistel. Today is Thursday, October 19th, and it was a cooler and slightly rainy day here on the campus of St. Ambrose University and in the general Quad Cities area. Fall sports here at SAU are pushing ahead in their seasons as many teams are nearing the end of the regular season and are prepping for their respective conference tournaments. With that being said, let's jump right into the action, starting things off with a little women's volleyball action. For those who listened to last week's episode, you'll know I was giving updates on the women's volleyball game that was being played during the episode. So let's take a look back at that game first. After going up two sets to nothing, the Red Hawks of Indiana Northwest took set three by a score of 27-17, thus forcing a set four as the Bees were up two sets to one. In that fourth set, the Bees would take it 25-18, solidifying the win. As a team, the Bees racked up 57 kills as Mackenzie Grafton had 22 and Meredith Siebers was very close behind with 17. The Bees then turned their attention to the Missouri Baptist Classic, where there were some struggles for this Bees team, admittedly. The Bees started out the Classic taking on the host's number 7 nationally ranked Missouri Baptist. The Bees would be swept, and for the most part, the sets were relatively close against Missouri Baptist. Then, in the second game of the Classic, the Bees had to go up against another ranked opponent. This time, it was number 8 Park. Once again, the Bees would be swept by Park, but I will say, when you're going up against the number 7 team in the nation, and then you have to follow that up with the number 8 team in the nation, you're going to be playing some very good competition, obviously. And so, you know, you look at how the Bees have played this year. They played good, not their best season, I would say, but nevertheless, you've played well enough to where, you know, you obviously don't want to get swept in back-to-back games, but at the same time, like I said, you're playing very good opponents, so... To be honest, it's not the most shocking thing to see that an unranked team is getting swept by two top 10 teams. In the final game of the Classic, the Bees would take on Lindsey Wilson, as the Bees would unfortunately drop this three sets to one, so the Bees would go 0-3 in St. Louis, Missouri. After going 0-3 in St. Louis, the Fighting Bees sit with an overall record of 12 wins and 14 losses, and they also have a conference record of 6 wins and 4 losses. That currently sits the Bees in 4th place of the CCAC, just a half a game back from being in a tie for 2nd place. Coming up for the Bees, it's a road meet with Indiana Northwest, who the Bees actually just beat on Tuesday. Uh, That is this past Tuesday, not of this week, but of last week. 
After that, it's the conference leaders, Judson, on Thursday. The Bees will be taking them on here at Lee Loman Arena on the campus of St. Ambrose University. Now, I will say this is a very tough game for the Bees going up against Judson as the Eagles are undefeated in conference play and only do have two losses overall this season. So coming into this game, you know, Judson, I, I you would have to mark them down as a heavy favorites entering this game, but... You know, if the Bees can beat Indiana Northwest again, maybe get a share of second place, and then if they can beat Judson, it's one of those things where you look at it and you say, okay, well, the Bees are most likely going to get a top of the ranks when it comes to the CCAC tournament. And it's one of those, you know, Judson's a very hard team. So if you can, you know, put your heels in the ground or heels on the court and you can beat the Eagles... You're sitting very pretty, and a lot of these teams coming up on the rest of your schedule will have to seriously fear you because you just took down the number one team in the conference. So very interested to see how this woman's team does. Good luck to the Fighting Bees in their upcoming meets. Now turning our attention to SAU golf, as discussed in last week's episode, the men's golf team wrapped up their fall season on the 10th of October. The women's golf team had their final tournament of the fall season earlier this week as they competed in the TPC Deer Run Invitational. And as I pull up the box score, uh, there's no secret when you hear this, the Bees come in 13th place out of the 13 teams competing, so they do end up coming in last. As a team, the Bees did shoot 302 over par. This is, I mean, there's no really icing around it. This is the worst uh, time that the Bees have played golf on either the men's or women's side of things. But at the same time, I look at this and I look at their past uh, tournaments in this fall season and I say this is not the same Bees team that we've seen. And this is one of those meets where, okay, yes, you come in last, but I would not be way over the top nervous if I was the Bees. So the winning team was SCAD, and they finished at 80 over par. So the Bees, unfortunately, do finish a full 222 shots behind the leaders. Looking at the best golfer of the day for the Bees, I am currently scrolling all the way down until I find Amara Lytle's name. She tied for 45th at 56 over par. Now, I will say TPC Deer Run, although I've never played it, I know many people who have, whether they be on the golf team or not, and they have told me that all around it's one of those courses that it's very hilly, it's hard to play, you're hitting a lot of blind shots on certain holes, but it's also a very beautiful course scenic-wise. So, you know, it's one of those things where... Bees come in last, their best golfer individually is in a tie for 45th, but nevertheless, it's it's going to be fine. So now that the fall seasons are complete for both the men and women golf teams, let's take a look at these teams a little bit more in depth. We'll start it out with the men since I really haven't talked about them since their fall season has already wrapped up. The men's team was so strong this fall, consistently placing well and in the top five. As a fan of golf and as someone who likes golfing, only for fun of course, I can say that I am extremely excited to see what comes of this team uh, in the spring because they can be very dangerous if they keep playing the way that they did this fall. 
the men's golf team has so many good golfers, and I feel like I've really only said a couple names, uh, especially in Dylan McAleer and Owen Holtman with a couple other guys sprinkled in there. But, you know, I've brought up the same names because they're placing the best individually, but at the same time, the guys that I'm not naming are also just very good at, you know, golf, obviously, and they're very good at playing the role of, you know what, I may not be the best individually, but I'm going to play well enough to where I am going to make sure my team is consistently placing well when it comes to classics, tournaments, invitationals, whatever you want to call them. So I am very excited to see what the rest of this season looks like for the men's team. Again, you know, they wrapped up falls, so it's going to be a bit until I get to talk about men's golf again. Their next tournament will be actually their spring break trip in Phoenix, Arizona in March. So we've got quite a ways to go until we can talk about golf again for the men's side of things. But like I said, very excited to see where this team goes from here because they placed so well. I mean, once again, just looking at it, we've got third, fourth, first, uh, third, fourth, and ninth. So only one time have the Bees placed outside the top five. Um, unbelievable. And that ninth place was at the Midwest Invitational for the NAIA. So you're going up against some of the best of the best in the Midwest. So very excited to see where this team goes from there. Now, in terms of women's golf, like I said, again, uh, bees do take last place in their final uh, Invitational Tournament Classic, once again, whatever you want to call it, um, of the, the fall season. You take 13th. But Looking at the other three uh, tournaments that the Bees have played in, Highland Championship, you've got a third place. Mount Mercy Fall Invitational, you've got seventh. And then Holy Cross Saints Classic, you've got seventh. So a lot of middle-of-the-road uh, placements for the women's team. But, again, I am not going to be shocked if when the men's— or, I'm sorry, if the when the women's team comes back from their uh, winter hiatus— that the team just plays unbelievable golf, and they're not going to be in competition again until April 4th and 5th, in which the Bees will be playing in the WIU or Western Illinois University Intercollegiate. Once again, though, at TPC Deer Run, actually looking at it, every tournament that the Bees will be playing in on the women's golf side of things will be played at TPC Deer Run. So... You know, you look at that, all right, well, the Bees just came in last place there. How do you build upon that? How do you come back stronger and better in the spring to say, hey, this is going to be the course that we take over for the entire spring season? I'm very excited to see how the Bees do that. And you'd have to imagine that, you know, after that first, maybe second um, tournament that the Bees play in, they're going to be pretty used to TPC Deer Run. And I'm sure some other teams will as well, but very excited to see where the bees go from here. So to both the men's and women's golf teams, good luck, uh, rest well, and can't wait to talk about you in the spring season. Now it's SAU Swim and Dive, and it's not the most typical sport for me to be talking about on this show, but swimming and diving has been in action a handful of times this year for both the men and women. For the men, they started their season off with a win dating back to September 23rd of 2023. But since then, the Bees have been on a decline as they recently lost their third straight meet to the Daven- to Davenport University in Michigan by a score of 108 
to 96. For the women's swim and dive team, they sit at 1 and 5, also losing in Michigan recently, 109.5 to 92.5. Now the final sport I will be talking about before heading to the commercial break is bowling and in terms of men's bowling, the bees have competed twice in their bowling season. Uh, to start it off, it was an October 1st meet where the bees were playing in the Hammer Golden Eagle invite. The bees did take second out of 22 teams. Then, for the bees, it was the Midwest Collegiate Championships in Wisconsin, in which the bees ended up taking first out of 47 teams. So a very strong performance. And just looking at, you know, the breakdown uh, in the tournament play, the Bees came in as the number two team in the tournament. The Bees beat Lawrence Tech, the seventh seed, in the first round by scores of 245 to 233 and 190 to 185. Then the Bees at the number two seed would take on number three Concordia, in which we would have three different matchups. In the first, Concordia got the best of the Bees, 253 to 187, but then the Bees would bounce back, winning the final two of the best of three, 247 to 179 and 248 to 199. In the championship, it was the Bees going up against St. Xavier, who was seated fourth. The Bees would take game one, 217 to 211, and then they would actually split game two, 166 apiece. The Bees would then take Game 3, 224-179, to 179, being crowned tournament champions. Looking at the women's bowling team so far this year, at the Hammer Golden Eagle invite, they took second out of 13. And then at the Midwest Intercollegiate Championships, the Bees took eighth out of 35. Coming in, the Bees were seeded as the number eight team out of the eight competing. So the Bees, well, I guess I shouldn't say out of the eight competing because technically there were 35 teams, but they were in the top eight that went to the tournament round. The Bees were seeded as the eighth seed, and they lost in the first round to Weber International by scores of 268 to 151. 186 to 190, the Bees actually won that one. Then in the pivotal third game, it was 254 to 194 in favor of Weber International, so the Bees fall. Uh, I will be talking more SAU bowling coming up as the both teams will be competing in the Mid-States uh, tournament in Wichita, Kansas this weekend, Saturday the 21st and Sunday the 22nd. Good luck to both the men's and women's bowling teams. That's going to do it for tonight's first half of the St. Ambrose University Sports Radio Show, Schistel Speak Sports. When I return, it'll be St. Ambrose football who gets set to return from back-to-back bye weeks and the SAU soccer team's push for the playoffs. The second half is coming up with full of action and a historical moment, so I promise you, you do not want to touch that dial because this is the place to be on your Thursday evening. This is Schistel Speak Sports on KALA HD2. 106.1. In the early hours after the tsunamis, it was ham radio that was on the air saving lives. Supplies are en route. Food is coming up in the convoy uh, about a mile and a half back. Roads are somewhat passable. When Florida was ripped by hurricanes, the hams were there. Okay, we'll deploy.
Guard the communications volunteers as soon as we get to the area. We're about 30 seconds out. In the critical moments after the attack of 9-11, it was the hams who coordinated emergency messages. Copy number one. Message number one from Red Cross Evacuation Shelter. Can you hear us now? Antennas are up. Everything looks good. We are in communications with the Capitol. Ham radio works when other communications don't. To learn how you can become a ham radio operator, call the ARRL, the National Association for Amateur Radio, at 1-800-326-3942. The emergency communication center has been set up. We're on the air. Communication is good. Good job, fellas. This is W1AW out. When my family found out I was on drugs, they were devastated. It was killing them, you know, it was killing them. It tears your family up more than it does you. My dad was frantic, and he looked at me and he said, we're not going to gamble with your life. I wanted to have my family back, and that's when my mother found Narconon. If you or someone you love has a drug or alcohol problem, call Narconon today at 1-800-468-6933 or visit us at www.stopaddiction.com. Imagine you're in a large white room in the midst of a party. You look around and see everyone is wearing the same dull styles of clothes. You notice that they're all eating the same foods and drinking the same drinks. In fact, everyone pretty much looks the same and talks in the same way about the same things. The sameness of everyone overwhelms you and you walk out in search of a livelier party. But every place you go is the same. Our lives can be a colorful celebration by appreciating the diversity of others. We're all diverse, whether it's in our race, religion, or physical challenges. Diversity is you and me. Celebrate diversity in our community. A message from the Quad Cities Mayor's Media Roundtable. This is the public radio station from St. Ambrose University, KALA HD2 Davenport, and translator station K291BP Bettendorf at 106.1 FM. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the studios of KALA HD2 106.1. This is the second half of the St. Ambrose University sports radio show, Schistel Speak Sports, and I'm your host, Ryan Schistel. In the first half of tonight's episode, it was volleyball, golf, swimming and diving, and bowling talk. Now in the back half, it's football and soccer. Let's start things off out with the SAU football team. After back-to-back bye weeks, the St. Ambrose football team is ready to return to action here in Davenport. Not only is it exciting for the Fighting Bees to return to action, but it's also homecoming week. Thus, there have been a lot of activities going on around campus, Uh, A lot of teams have had home games kind of building up to that home football game. So it's been a really fun week here on campus. The Fighting Bees will be taking on the St. Francis of Illinois Fighting Saints for their homecoming game as the Bees enter 0-6 and the Fighting Saints 5-2. 
The Bees are still looking for their first win, but this seems like a team that, if well-rested and well-scouted against uh, St. Francis, can come out and surprise the Fighting Saints and get a very big win. For me, I think it needs to start out early. It seems imperative to me that the Bees get points on all of their first two to three possessions. Obviously, you want points on every position, uh, on every possession, pardon me, but at the same time, you have to be realistic, especially as a broadcaster, and you need to know, well, it's football. There are going to be times where the ball might get turned over, or you have to punt, and that's understandable. But I think that if you can score on your first two to three possessions, if you're the Bees, you come out, you knock the Saints on their heels early, and they're not going to know what hit them. I really believe that. St. Francis is a good quarterback. He's mobile. He can throw well. So this isn't a team that you want to give up an early lead to. If St. Francis gets an early lead, I wouldn't be shocked if you see some sort of kind of scrambling going on out of the Bees just because St. Francis is a team that once they get a lead, they're going to consistently be able to put points up. So that's why I'm saying if you're the Fighting Bees and you can get points on all of your first two to three possessions at least, you're going to be in a a pretty good spot. And I'm not saying touchdowns only. You can get field goals out of it. Preferably, you'd get at least two out of three touchdowns in those possessions. And, you know, obviously it'd be great if you can put up 21 early points. But at the same time... I would just say get points on the board. I think that is one of the most important things the Bees can do coming into this game. Now looking at the Fighting Saints, they have lost two out of their last three matchups, so they aren't playing their best ball, which might help the Bees a bit. The Fighting Saints might come in a little down on themselves, so for the Fighting Bees, take advantage of that. It's already going to be a very hyped-up day because of homecoming, so really don't don't take that energy out too much and commit, you know, silly turnovers or silly mistakes, but at the same time, use that energy and use the fact that St. Francis has gone down in two of their last three to kind of help boost your confidence, help boost yourselves up and get a win, and just most importantly, play as a team. So let's take a look now at kind of, I guess you'd call it, recent history against St. Francis. In the last in the last six seasons, these two teams are three and three against each other. The bees have three of the last five matchups. However, the Fighting Saints have taken the past two games. So obviously, it's a very even series in recent years, and I think that makes this game even a bit more fun because now it's like, all right, well, who's going to get the advantage in the last six years, making this the seventh year? And obviously, the bees have played more than uh, six games against these teams, but that's just as far as the Athletics website goes back, and that's why I know all this information. But like I said, I think this is going to be an extremely fun game, and I can't wait to see how it all turns out. Now, KALA will be on the call for homecoming, so tune in a bit before the 1 o'clock kickoff for live coverage. If I had to guess, I would tell you to tune in maybe 12.45, 12.50. You're going to hear music at first, but I would probably assume about five to seven minutes before the game you will have us on the call um I will be there I'm assuming my color commentator will be David Meyer as he is a normal football guy with me but we'll have to wait and see because I really haven't had much time to talk to David about it now the final sport I am set to talk about is SAU soccer and really what isn't there to say about St. Ambrose soccer right now? I mean, both of these teams have played their tails off this year. So let's take a look at the men first. For the men's soccer team, they have gone 0-2 on the week, losing 4-2 against Trinity Christian on the road, and most recently 3-2 to St. Francis at home. After the Bees took a 1-0 lead against St. Francis on a Fighting Saints own goal, 
The Saints answered back, but there was a second own goal by Fighting Saints, so a lot of mental mistakes out of the Fighting Saints of St. Francis early. They would put the Bees up 2-1 to one at the half. Unfortunately, the Bees would give up two goals in the second half. Now, the Bees follow that game 3-2, and the Bees now sit at 3-7, and seven, or I'm sorry, 3-7-2 and two overall, and 3-5 and five in the CCAC. That puts the Bees in 10th place of the conference, but they are only two points out of getting a CCAC tournament spot as the number eight seed. Coming up this week, the Fighting Bees take on Calumet at home Saturday and Viterbo on the road Tuesday. These are both seemingly must-win games for the Bees if they want to go and make the tournament and make a tournament run. Uh, they will have another game that I'll talk about next week because it's not for a little bit. But go play your hearts out, fellas. I mean, I think you guys are an underrated team. Uh, you know, you sit at 3-7-2 overall, so I think some people are going to look past you. But this is a team that I don't think you can look past because both Viterbo and Calumet are winnable games for the Fighting Bees. So if they can go out, win these games, get six points out of those two games, I mean, I think you're sitting very well. And you would be in a playoff spot depending on what the teams above you do, I guess. So I can't guarantee you'd make a playoff spot out of that. But I think if the Bees can go 3-0 and in their final three games, it would be very important, and I think that would set the Bees up very nicely for a tournament spot. Now for the woman, one word, unreal. This woman's team is on a seven-game winning streak currently, and they now have four straight shutouts. If you missed it Tuesday, the Fighting Bees played their final home game of the year. It was also faculty and staff night, and KALA was on the call for the first time ever. In that game, Grace Kuchar scored in the 26th minute off of assists by Taylor DeSplinter and Kendall Went. Then, in the 39th minute, Caitlin Brunson put one in from what seemed like an incredible angle, giving the Bees the 2-0 win. So, I, I will say, uh, first time ever that KALA put soccer on the air, I was a play-by-play announcer for that game, and I guess, you know, it's one of those things that isn't going to be looked on a lot by many people. I mean, a lot of people are going to look straight past it because I do other sports, but I I will say there was something special about, you know, technically being a part of KALA history, and I was the one that kind of looked at Dave Baker, our boss and general manager of the radio station, and said, hey, let's do this. Like, we've, we've been off the air in terms of live sports for a couple weeks now because of football not playing. Like, let's get something on the air. Let's do something fun. And he was all for it. We talked with people in the athletics department. They helped us out unbelievably and made it work. So it it was really cool. And it's awesome to me that the Bees get a win 2 to nothing. They extend their winning streak because they are in a very heated race in the conference tournament right now. And I'll talk about that in a couple minutes. But I will say just... A big thank you to Jorge Brizuela and Anna Vary for joining me on the call as my color commentators. Uh, thank you to Dave Baker and AJ Tappa, who were both back in the studio running the board for the game. Uh, it was really fun, and I really want to do more soccer in the future because, you know, San Ambrose Soccer 1-0 now when they're on the radio station, not saying we get any credit for the win, but... It is. It, it was cool. So I'm really hoping we can get more on. And I will say thank you to everybody listening and kind of allowing us to make some history because we hope everybody enjoyed it. So what a position this Bees team is in now. This woman's team sits at 10-4 and four overall and 8-1 and one in the conference. 
Now, they have a one-point lead on Olivet Nazarene, so the Bees currently sit in first place of the CCAC. All things considered points-wise, the Bees have clinched a spot in the CCAC tournament, and it really feels like they're just in a battle with the Tigers for who gets the number one seed. I want to say the Bees have 24, and Olivet has 23. The Bees have one game this week, and it is a very tough one. They head to Viterbo in La Crosse, Wisconsin on Tuesday, and Viterbo currently sits in fifth place of the conference, so they have a good chance of moving themselves up and getting a spot in the conference tournament, but also really hurting the Bees' chances of getting the number one seed. Not only that, but Viterbo has only lost one time at home so far this season. After this game against Viterbo, the Bees will have a final game that I'll talk a bit more about next week. Now, here's the thing. Really haven't talked to my boss about it yet, but I'm going to try and push that we have that we broadcast any home conference tournament game that this Bees team has. So maybe, just maybe, be ready for that. Uh, good luck to the Bees and keep that winning energy because who knows, maybe we'll be able to call the games because if the Bees get the one seed, they have the home games for all the conference tournament rounds. So good luck to the Fighting Bees. After what was, for me, such a thrilling and probably most action-packed episode I've had in a while, this is officially the end of this week's episode of Schistel Speak Sports. I've been your host, Ryan Schistel. Past episode of this program can be found on KALA streaming services such as Spotify. The past handful of episodes aren't up yet, but that's because I'm fine-tuning everything within, whether it be descriptions or actually on the air before posting it. Don't forget to tune in this Saturday for the Fighting Bees homecoming football game here on KALA HD2 106.1 as action will start on the radio a bit before the 1 o'clock kickoff. As always, I'll be back next week to catch everyone up on St. Ambrose University Sports. This is KALA HD2 106.1's Schistel Speak Sports, and I'm Ryan Schistel. Have a great rest of your Thursday night, and go Bees! I'll make a say... When I pop, 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 poker face, pop, pop, poker face, I make a say. Oh.